From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. everyone and welcome to the Diz Unplugged email d- edition for November 6th, 2008. I'm John Major and I'll be your host this week. Uh, today I'm joined by our Orlando team, Will Perry, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, and Kevin Close. And um, I've been your host a couple of times and we are just trying to figure out what the heck is going on sometimes. <laughs> We try to get the intro right. We try to make sure we say everything right. It just doesn't seem to work. Will has me pointing at him when he wants me to hit buttons. I don't know what's going on. Thanks. I see you memorize what that button is. It's very good night and good luck. Come on, Edward Armero, get started. <laughs> I just want to lament a little bit. I'm a little cranky. All right. You want to lament a little bit? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right, we're going to read some emails, and we're going to play some of your voicemails. I just want to remind everyone that if you want to send us an email, you can send that to podcast at wdwinfo.com. If you'd like to call in and leave a voicemail, that number is toll-free, 1-877-310-9662. If you'd like to record an MP3 voicemail and send that to us via email... You can find the tutorial somewhere on our site. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Good luck. We have a link at it. Do we now? Are you making this up as you go along? I on? really am. <laughs> but the time change now, it's like, it feels like it's midnight, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like I've been here forever. I hate the time change. Yeah, yeah. really. So if you want to uh, record a voicemail and send it to us an email, you can check out the tutorial and send that to podcast at wdwinfo.com. I want to say up front, I have a feeling this is going to be a short show, guys. Um, we really, really want your voicemails. We really want your emails. We need you to ask us some different and some unique questions. We don't want to answer the same questions over and over and over again. Um, yes, we like the parties. No, you're not going to get a picture of us. What else can we do? <laughs> we get out of the way. Okay, thanks. Good night. <laughs> That's the end of our show. So please be creative. Let us have your questions. Send them in any way you want, and we will try to read them and or play them on the show. And as you know, um, once a month we choose one lucky person to uh, pick a number on the prize matron from all of the emails read and the voicemails played. All right, let's get started. Who wants to read their voice? Their voicemail. Who wants to read their first email? I'll start. Okay, thank that's God been for the, that's been the trend. I've started everything this week. So this is from Mary Ann in Texas. She writes, "Hi, Julie. This was specifically to me. I'm Kevin this week. Anything that's self-serving." <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. She says, "Congratulations on the upcoming birth of your baby boy. Thank you very much. But it's not just mine. It's Corey's too." I have a question that I hope she you says can that now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that I hope you can help me with. Our family will be at Walt Disney World for Christmas, a vacation of a lifetime that I've been planning for over a year. My niece has surprised us with the news that she is pregnant and will be about seven months along by the time we head off to the world. This is her fourth child, so the pregnancy itself is not new, but being at Disney and pregnant is. My niece is already lamenting the fact that she will not be able to go on any of her favorite rides like Tower of Terror and Expedition Everest. Since you are a kindred spirit, I was hoping you could offer some advice to help make my niece's trip an enjoyable one. What rides, if any, can she go on? 
What are some things the rest of us need to be aware of that she may be going through? And is there anything I need to bring with me in my Mary Poppins bag? <laughs> I.e. wipes, drinks, or anything that you have found that makes your time at the parks better. Any words of wisdom that you can impart would be greatly appreciated. Mary Ann, or a.k.a. Yoda Mouse. Well, as far as attractions, we have in our planning section on the site a whole little article about what attractions to avoid. So I'm going to give you the link instead of going through that list myself. It's www.wdwinfo.com forward slash pregnancy dot htm. And Regina wrote that, so. Mama Reg. <laughs> <laughs> it is up to date and accurate. I would suggest, I've been in the parks early on in my pregnancy, as well as later on. I haven't been since, since I've been in my seventh month, but I have been in my sixth. I would say, have plenty of water. Bring some with you to start off, because you're going to purchase a lot while you're in the park. I know it's not going to be as hot as it would be in the summertime, but she still needs to stay hydrated. I would bring healthy snacks in your bag, like granola, maybe bananas, oranges, apples, things like that. Some of these things can be purchased in the theme park, but more than likely, you know, she's not going to want to be eating park food the entire time she's here. It's not good for her or the baby. Um, take breaks from walking. She's going to need to sit down every once in a while. Maybe when you guys are riding some of the attractions that she can't go on, I would suggest finding a cozy bench and people watch. You know, just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy yourself. I would make this your not such an active vacation for her. She should be more relaxed. Um, I find that when I've been in the parks for three to five hours, you start to hurt. Your feet hurt. Your belly hurts. Um, you want to sit down or take a nap, as Bob would say. So after a few hours, she's going to be pooped. I would encourage her to either head back to the hotel and take a break, lay down, take a nap, maybe, you know, have something to eat. Or she could rent an EVC to make it easier on her once she is feeling like she's not wanting to walk anymore. I've seen a few uh, pregnant women do that. Yeah, that can make it better for her so that she can stay in the parks the whole day with you guys. Or if she does go back and take a nap, she can come back in the evening for fireworks and shows and things like that. And then another option would be to get her a wheelchair and just push her around for a little while. But at seven months, just she's going to need to pee a lot more often. I'd make a note of where all the bathrooms are so that when she's like, oh, I have to go, you can say, oh, well, here's the nearest bathroom. <laughs> I know with my daughter, I rode a lot of benches with her while the rest of the group was inside. So that was sort of nice for us because it gave us a chance to talk about things we don't usually get a chance yeah. to talk about. Every time I had the chance to sit down, I sat down and I, I still would. Um I haven't been to the parks in several weeks. I don't really look forward to it right now because the last time I was there, I was there, I think, for about four or five hours with a group of friends at Epcot. And when I left, I was just I was holding my belly walking to the parking lot. I'm like, oh, just a little bit further, just a little bit further. I was going to say that. Try to understand. You should try to get her to rest before she's tired. Yes. I know that right. seems kind of weird. But try to say, listen, maybe now it's been a couple hours. Why don't you sit? Why don't we go back to the hotel after three hours? Yeah. Don't let her get to the point where she's tired. No. Because she's not going to want to do anything for the rest of the day. Or like you said, you still got to get out of the park. Right. Which is a track and a half. That's frustrating. Every ride is going to... I'm sorry, Corey. Every ride is going to have a sign on it that says expectant mothers Mm -hmm. should take caution and things like that. On your maps, anything with a red triangle means she can't ride it. 
You know, the um, actual, you know, sitting down and stopping was enjoyable for me, too, because usually we're at the parks and we're go, 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 go. It's it's nice to stop and sit and just Give him a chance a to break. drink his drink. Well, that's right. <laughs> at least halfway down. <laughs> what time do you take a break when Corey's sloshed? <laughs> head back to the hotel. Oh. Kathy, were you ever here pregnant? Were you ever at Walt Disney World pregnant? No, no. I mean, and I see moms out there trekking around. I know one of the last times Corey and I were at Epcot during, you know, for food and wine, we saw a lady with her maternity belt on outside of her clothes. If you don't know what a maternity belt is, it's basically this white elastic belt that goes under the belly and around the back to support it when it gets too heavy. She looked pretty far along. Huh. She was trekking around the parks. I could have used that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm afraid I'm going to need one of those. (laughs) I had big babies, so yeah, that would have come in handy. Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's a lot of weight she's carrying out front, so just be patient and be sweet to her. (laughs) And I would psych everybody up before they came that they can't do it fast-paced, so it's not like they get here and and now all of a sudden she's like a party pooper. Yeah, or, you know, maybe one day, don't, you know, like Animal Kingdom, there's really not many things she can do there. She can't do this far, she can't ride Expedition Everest, she can do like the Jungle Trek, and things like that, but you know, she if you've done that, stuff. <laughs> if she's done that before, she's not going to want to do it again. So on that day, maybe have her schedule um, a prenatal massage. You know, depending on where you're staying, or, treatment or yeah, have a pedicure, something that would be fun for her to relax and just enjoy herself, and maybe have a little me time. I think a lot of people who come to Walt Disney World don't understand that this is completely different from your normal lives. If you work a regular job or whatever you do, part of your day is spent sitting down. You're not going, going, going all the time. So even for the person who's not pregnant, people tend to come here and then go, and then they're exhausted. Yep. So you got to kind of remember that this is much more than you probably do in your normal day. And her body's already working overtime, right. m- baking that baby. So yeah. <laughs> wear tennis shoes, something with good yeah, supports I would never, in it. I don't wear flip flops and things like that to the parks. Plus, if you were to slip and fall, tennis shoes are much more supportive and less likely to slip and fall. We give the same information, the same advice to people who talk about, you know, I'm bringing my um, elderly parents, and I understand that, you know. Not everybody's making a baby, but a lot of this information is the same. And what it really is, is that not everybody is in condition for Walt Disney World, Mm -hmm. that there's a lot to see and do. And the last thing that anybody who isn't 100% peak abled, if that makes sense, if you're not in perfect condition to see the parks, I think the last thing anybody needs is pity. Or that mm-hmm. condescending right. pat on the back that says, okay, well, you know, you can sit here and watch us have fun. There's a tremendous, uh, there's another tremendous layer to Walt Disney World that can be enjoyed in and of itself without racing from attraction right. to attraction. Yeah. So what I would do is I would give the stop and smell the roses kind of advice. There are stores, there are details, maybe finding one of those Imagineer field guides to the park you're in if she's interested in architecture or gardens or cooking or any of the things that interest her. She might find that second level of Walt Disney World to be of interest so that, you know, she doesn't feel that she's holding you back or holding anybody back. And I think that's true of anyone. No one wants to be an anchor or no one wants to feel that, you know, here, 
this is second prize. Mm-hmm. You get to sit and watch everybody else have fun. Or even that level of stress of, I have to keep up. Right. You don't want anybody right. to be in that position, too. Just I think use some it's very sense. nice that Marianne, you know, she wants to know what she can do to help her feel more comfortable, you know, stuff in her bag with whatever she needs. And I just think that's really nice. I think just being supportive is really helpful. And pointing things out that other people don't know. I mean, I take my folks into the park all the time, and my folks are not race from attraction to attraction anymore. I don't know the last time they went in an attraction Mm -hmm. other than a show or something where you sit and watch what's happening, but they still enjoy the parks for everything they are. Right. Leave her in the room and tell her it's a new ride. (laughs) (laughs) Really? We'll put you in the baby care center. Get to watch housekeeping clean up. All right. Who else has an email they want to read? I have one from um, Jennifer from California. And she writes, why do you have political advertisements on the boards in capital letters? Just wanted to say that I was disappointed to see political advertisements on the boards. Why are you posting advertisements for Yes on 8 California on wish boards? Is this just a feed that comes in or do you have no control that you have no control over? Just curious. It's um, Pete's way to control the world. <laughs> He's taking over. The, uh, we, we've, we get this question asked a lot of times. Um, this is a feed. It's called Google um, AdSense, and we actually plug in code, and Google sends these ads to our site. Whatever, um, whatever is pertaining on the site, uh, it's, it kind of goes with that. If, if there's a post about um, MTV, there might be an ad that comes up about MTV. Um, one good thing about the political ads is that they're going to stop soon. We do have a little bit of control by we can filter certain ads. We have a whole list of words that are not allowed on the site. We can't, you know, filter the word vote or we can't filter the word politics. But if you do see an ad that you find inappropriate, send us the link at feedback at wdwinfo.com and we can filter that URL. But we have no control over what's, um, what's being displayed but we can block a URL. Uh, right now, you're going to see a lot of car advertisements. You know, Volkswagen, they had this huge advertising campaign pushing their, uh, their new SUV, their new van. Um, Ford, you know, they're doing the same thing. So you're going to see a lot coming towards the end of the year, you're going to see a lot of car advertisements up there. But if you see anything that's inappropriate, just let us know. The, um, the vote, yes on eight. You can tell me it's on the wish board. I can go there and refresh it a million times. I might not see it. Glad I didn't see it. Yes. I want to explain one level deeper than what you just gave, Corey. Some of the advertisement on our site and on the boards is static. We create it. It's always there. For example, you'll see Dreams Unlimited Travel sponsors the cruise line board. You'll always see Dreams Unlimited Travel banners or advertising on that board. Some of the advertisement we have is not static, and that's what Corey's talking about is our Google AdSense. And it can be anything. We choose to filter out certain things that we feel would not be appropriate, but uh, the boards are very expensive for us to keep up. The site is very expensive for us to keep up. So we do try to generate revenue from multiple streams. We have static sponsors like the Timeshare Store, Swan Dolphin, Gaylord Palms, who pay a certain amount to have static advertising on the boards. But then again, we have also brought in Google, and you'll see these on other sites. The other interesting thing about the Google ads is that you talked about it could be based on a post. It could also be based on a, a site you visited some other time. 
if you go to a site that leaves a cookie on your machine, that cookie can be read by Google and think, well, you have an interest in something else. I forget what it was that Regina kept saying, I keep seeing ads for something. And it was because she had visited a similar site and it kept putting that ad up. So there's some stuff out there that's pretty intuitive that we don't have control over. So Yeah, it's true. So it's they it's it's dynamic. Dynamic. That's the word I was it's looking very for. Dynamic. I can't think of that word. So if you see it and it's not overtly offensive, just say, Oh, this is helping keep the boards running and we're but we're not pushing our political agenda. Exactly. <laughs> I can tell you yeah. that. that. Or we're not pushing, sure. you know, adult products. You know, if you see anything like that, you know, send us an email right away. We'll get rid of that. Excellent. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> They've come up there before, believe me. I have one I want to read. Mine is from Liz, and she's in Bear, Delaware. She actually addresses this to Kevin, but since Kevin's having trouble reading these days, I think I'll read it. Hi, Kevin and crew. I'm hoping you can help with a question I have about a resort restaurant. After hearing about the T-Rex Cafe, I've decided to forego that experience with a three-year-old who hates loud noises. First, let me thank you for being so descriptive about what to expect atmosphere-wise. On to my question. I've now booked Kona Cafe for dinner. After hearing a review of the sushi bar, I was hoping to order sushi at Kona Cafe. None of the cast members were able to tell me if you can indeed order sushi at Kona Cafe off the sushi bar menu. So if there is any way you could find this out for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Liz and family. Hi, Liz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a short show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. If you sit at the sushi bar, you can offer, order off the Kona menu. And if you're in Kona, you can order off the sushi menu. We've gotten to talk to the sushi chef on more than one occasion and he's always making orders that will be delivered inside the restaurant so yeah you definitely can yeah this is a case of don't always believe what the cast members tell you right because if you ask six cast members you might get six different answers and and what's unfortunate about that is that many of them work in call centers that are not located near disney so they don't have some of that up to the minute information they rely on internal information and they rely on their management to pass stuff down to them so it's not that they're you know, purposely ill-informed. It just happens to be the way they work. So, And a great deal of information is disseminated. So it's not, you know, there's always a possibility that if you were out one day, you might have missed one whole section of it. So, yeah, you definitely can do that. And I suggest it. It's a good thing. We enjoy their sushi very much. As a matter of fact, we had sushi yesterday. And while we were having sushi, I said, I'd rather be having this at the Poly. <laughs> Different wow. sushi, please. It's my weakness. It really is. He's not lying. We've been once a week, I think, for the past, like, since his birthday, maybe. Four weeks. I've been getting to the bizarre sushi, though, like, a, I, where I used to do tuna and salmon and, you know, yellowtail. Now I'm into, like, octopus and conch and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Surf clam. He loves fish eggs. What is it? Cohiba? That's Tobiko. Oh, Tobiko. What am I saying? is a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have no idea. <laughs> Those Cohiba eggs, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was at a place one time and they served a surf clam. That oh, was like horror movie scary. I love that stuff. That was at that special event at Gaylord Palms when they opened their new sushi oh, bar, remember? Yeah. No, Sora. this was. Yeah, Sora kind of uh, opened my eyes to different types of sushi, sushi that I wouldn't order otherwise, you know, since they were giving it to us. And, you know, I told the sushi chef, I'm like, uh, I had octopus before, but it was very tough. He says, well, they, they cut it wrong. And he cut it the right way. And. 
I enjoy it now. Now I'm, it's nice I, for me that he eats things that I don't want to eat because mm-hmm. I really want some white tuna and some yellowtail and some some normal red tuna. So it's really nice he doesn't eat that in front of me. <laughs> what do you eat when he has sushi? I just have a California roll. With, but, no, with none of the fish egg. Yeah, it has yes. real crab meat in it, so it's so good. Have you ever gotten just a plain avocado roll? Yes, I love those. That's our favorite. Oh, I love That's those. That's so good for you, too. I mm-hmm. like the asparagus roll, too. Okay, I'm hungry. Let's stop. <laughs> I, I have a no tentacle rule. No tentacle rule. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, let's play a voicemail. We have a voicemail from Annette, and Annette has a question about the single rider lines. Dancing it, dancing it. Hey gang, this is Annette from Richmond, Virginia. Annette VA on the boards. I'm heading down to Disney World for a quick weekend trip in December and I will be traveling solo. Since I'm traveling by myself, I want to make use of the single rider lines as much as possible. Can you tell me which attractions have a single rider line? Also, are these lines always open or does it just depend on crowds that day? Am I better off trying to hit those rides at a certain time of day? Thanks for your help. Hope to see you guys in December. Thank you, Annette. Um, I really don't think we want to sit here and list all the single rider line rides. Test track. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> That's the only one I know. Um, there are quite a few. The other thing, too, is sometimes they change them. So you want to be aware of that as well. Are the single rider lines always open? The answer is no. It's going to depend on crowd levels. It's going to depend on how busy that particular ride is. Um, if they feel they need that uh, to push people through or not. Um, one of the things we do find about the single rider lines that I've always found is if you're traveling with somebody else, you generally will get on together. You may not sit right next to each other depending on the ride, but you'll probably be in the same ride vehicle. So that's always a cool way to try to get in and get as many rides done as possible. Um, what do we have on the site? Do we have a list of single rider line rides on the site, or is it? Ride by ride. I'm pretty know. sure. Uh, you know, we have so many pages. I'm sure we do have that somewhere. Yeah. I want to do a search on the regular yeah. site on the WDW Info site. You know, the single rider line when we were in Disneyland was a lifesaver because Julie couldn't do the um, you know the roller coasters. So I just went right on and we just kept on moving throughout the park. I'd be sitting on a bench. <laughs> Being sad. Yeah. Oh, Soaring out. No, she's fine relax- ice cream Believe me, just relaxing. <laughs> Soaring out in California is awesome with their single rider line. But the one here never worked as well as the one out in California. I don't think we've ever ridden Soren in California without using the single rider line. Every time Uh, we had a fast pass because I can ride that. We did every time we did it. And we would be in the same cart. And I I don't need to talk to John during Soren. No. So it didn't matter if, you know. You don't want to hold his hand in case he gets scared when the golf ball comes flying at him. (laughs) (laughs) No, I had the person sitting next to him do that. Here, will you rub his leg? <laughs> what I think is funny about our Soren is I'm tired by the time we get to the ride. It's like, what, a quarter of a mile? Am I back at the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, it's really at Mexico, you know? <laughs> it's Technically, it's in the backstage area. You can see it from the backstage, and you walk through that queue that they've developed, which is just hateful. But And I don't know if we answered your question or not. We probably didn't, but no one's ever going to write to us again. <laughs> they're not. They don't know what they're talking about. Just making stuff up. Oh, Who has an email they want to read? I have one. This one is from uh, Bunny and Jerry in Maryland. And she writes, Hi, Podcast Crew. I've been listening to the podcast since you, start, since you guys started in 2006, but can never get the courage to write or call you guys since I don't. 
have very good speech or grammar. Uh, but today I've worked up the courage to try, and mainly because I could not let the podcast crews pass me without trying. Uh, we have two questions. Jerry would like to know, what do you think is the best resort with a balcony view? Uh, we love getting up in the morning and enjoy enjoying a nice breakfast out on the balcony. So what are your thoughts? Well, I guess it depends on what you want to look at. You know, Boardwalk has a great view. Mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. If you want the animals, you got to get a savannah view room for that. The Contemporary overlooks the Magic Kingdom. Swan Dolphin has a I was about to say, sometimes... The Poly, depending on what room you get. What I like about the Swan Dolphin is you can get a room where you can see the, this panoramic. You yeah. can see MGM yeah. and Epcot at the same time. You can see the fireworks at night. It's just really nice. Yeah. It really, really depends on what you want to, to look at. Uh, it might be easier to do the room to the places that don't have a good view. You know, uh, Old Key West, there really isn't a view. Um, Saratoga, Saratoga Springs, if you get a downtown Disney view, but, you know, it's not that great. <laughs> not that fantastic. Um, I don't think any of the moderates really have a good view. No. The All-Stars, I don't even think they have windows. There's a poster of outside. <laughs> <laughs> and the maid comes in and changes it for night. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get value resort hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you had to pick one, where would you, your favorite? Mine, I would pick the contemporary, but with a lake view as opposed to the Magic Kingdom view. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty scene. I would pick the poly at the, the Magic Kingdom view. I'd want to look over the boardwalk and watch people walking around in the morning. Wilderness Lodge has some rooms that look out on the lake. Mm-hmm. That would be nice, too. I'm going that's with the Swan Dolphin. Of, that's kind of the same view as the contemporary with yeah. the lake view. Yeah, I agree. Cool. What about you, Will? Uh, I'd probably go with the uh, lake view. Fort Wilderness. He wants a Richard Petty view. I'm going to defend mine. The the, uh, trip to Walt Disney World is arguing with you. No, (laughs) in my head you were. (laughs) The Magic Kingdom. The the trip to Walt Disney World is um, a hectic vacation, and getting up in the morning and having coffee overlooking a lake is kind of restful and peaceful. Mm -hmm. I agree. Good point. All right, she has another question. Uh, This is Bunny's question. My grandparents are going with us this time to Walt Disney World and they really want to go on the safari ride but I'm worried that it may be too rough for them so is there anything else that they can go on that is uh, not like the safari 500 speedway that has real animals and not the ones on the jungle cruise I would go on the jungle trek where you see the gorillas and the tigers and all that stuff I, I really enjoy that now that's trek. a walking right. experience so they have to be either okay to walk or have some kind of assistance to walk I would also make sure that they get a uh, chance to go visit the lobby at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, where uh, there are the areas where you can go out back and overlook the animals. Yep. Not overlook them. <laughs> you can Look see them, them from where you're looking. <laughs> <laughs> you can inspect them from afar. <laughs> you can overlook the animals. You can do that by closing your eyes. <laughs> at Animal Kingdom, you'll also find a lot of um, cast members with animals. That are just sort of walking around. and Those are called children? No. <laughs> They'll have birds and reptiles and things, so that might be something they enjoy. Animal Kingdom is tough. Uh, Julie mentioned this previously in that the rides are kind of rough, all the rides that are available. so We took my mom, who's in a wheelchair, on the safari one time, and it actually... 
she it, it took a couple of days for her to recuperate from that. It was very, very jarring. It is. At Animal Kingdom, you can also take the train over to Rafiki's Planet Watch, and there's a petting area over there. Yeah, if you, it's mostly goats and sheep, but it's still fun. Yeah, if you hate your grandparents, do that. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have inside the little conservation area where there was an owl. We couldn't pet it, but it was fun to look at it, and they have snakes they bring out, and you can go and you can see all the frogs and snakes and different things. You could take that tour that Bob took where they like made rat sickles and stuff like that. Remember that? Oh, they operated on the Cheaters, <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> yeah, just don't make the mistake because I took somebody on there once that had gallbladder surgery, and he was a couple days post-op. And I'm like, oh yeah, the safari ride's not too bad. Well, I think the driver must have hit yeah. every pothole, and I felt so bad because it's not usually like that. But those are hard plastic women seats. Can't ride yeah. the safari. I find mm-hmm. every time I ride it, it's a jarring experience. Yeah. They really do. They gun it and they stop short and they. Yeah. I, in my opinion, yeah. I would avoid Animal Kingdom with grandparents. But I agree. If, if you're going, I agree. You know, I mean, when Taylor was here and I couldn't do anything, oh, it, it really was not fun. Mm. I agree. I I think that's good advice. I say don't even bother doing Animal Kingdom with them. If you're looking for an interactive animal experience, I would suggest Sea World with grandparents. Yeah, it's a little more um, show intense. Mm-hmm. As opposed to attraction intense. What's the Flights of Wonder? What's the bird show at Animal Kingdom? Con. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is a Flights of Wonder. Oh, is a Flights of Wonder. But isn't, I thought that was one that was gone. Was um, I hope not. That was a nice one. I what's like her name? That. Pocahontas? No. no, that's a different no. one. That's a different one. That's Pocahontas, Pocahontas and her forest friends. Uh, yeah, that's there's more than one of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> We don't spend a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) We're cranky today. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you, Will, for that. Who else has an email? I'll go. Hey, podcast team. This is Mark from Chicago. Mark A. on the boards. My family and I are heading down to the Poly this coming Saturday for an 11-night stay. We are very excited. We have two questions. First, when you want to catch a bus to the Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom... Is it quicker to walk to the TTC and jump on the bus there or to catch one at the resort itself? Are you thinking? No, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to give me an answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't imagine why you stopped. <laughs> you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's, well, you the know, ticket and transportation center will have more buses right. more frequently. No, you can't catch the buses at the transportation center. That's just the monorail. You need no, to catch the buses. At there's the- some buses at the TTC that go to the resort because I know I've taken buses from there. Oh, okay, I'm mistaken like- then. I'm thinking. I thought you can only catch them at the Magic Kingdom. No, there's some buses. I don't know if it goes to the park, but if you're starting out in the morning, I would just go right from your resort yeah. to wherever. Yeah, you need I to say go. go from your resort in the morning. Yeah, me too. Why make that? Extra, <laughs> that why do you want to make that extra trick over there? You know. Also, I don't take work. buses. <laughs> Depends on where you are at the poly. It's kind of a long walk to get over there. Yeah, just I think it depends. Like, what kind of a, if you're going to go commando, I think you want to go the fastest way. But I'm pretty sure he's going to wear underwear. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's really a stretch there, Kathy. Let's make an assumption. <laughs> Be a lot of chafing if not. Gold okay. bond. Gold bond. Yes, I remembered that. Second, due to the fact that we are staying for 11 nights, are our chances of possibly receiving an upgrade less than, let's say, a shorter trip? 
Can it hurt to ask? Thanks and love your shows. Keep up the inspiring work, Mark A. I'm probably the wrong person to talk about upgrades because... <laughs> Never got one, ever. Well, I've said, you know, like, hey, do you have something that's maybe a little bit closer? When I'm at the resort, I'm not one of those people that obsess about, you know, the right view, you know, three steps from here. I leave it up to the cast member. And I've gotten some nice upgrades, but then I've also gotten the room that I booked, and I was perfectly happy. So I always go with the thought... You know, if they upgrade me to something, I got a little bit of pixie dust. And if you go any other way expecting an upgrade, you're going to be disappointed when you get there. Never expect one, but you can ask. Can it hurt to ask? No, they can't hit you. Never never hurts to ask. I, I think my theory in answering his question is, yes, it's going to be harder to get an upgrade for a longer length of stay. If you're staying one or two nights, then you probably might have a room that's available and they'll be able to upgrade you and slip you in. But I think 11 nights is going to be tough to to get you into an right. upgrade situation. I think that that's going to be harder. But, again, show up, ask, see what happens. Go with the attitude that if it happens, it's great, and you've you know got a little plus on your vacation. But if it doesn't happen, don't let it ruin your vacation, whatever you do. Say it's your honeymoon. I've also heard people, people oh, say God. that they wanted to, to, you know, like slip the 20 across the desk or some people have put their adorable little child up on the counter and said, you know, do you have a room or something trying to be adorable so they get. Because they've never seen adorable kids at Walt Disney World. <laughs> right. Really. Right. Yes, because seven, seven and a half hours into your eight hour shift, adorable children are what you want to deal with. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. We don't again. That's another one. I don't even know if we've answered. I'm losing track. We'll just do one more, <laughs> one more answer. Well, I have one that's not a question. Okay. So that might okay, make we're going to be good at that. <laughs> uh, this is from Kim Smith. Um, she actually was on vacation here a week ago when we had our little cold snap, and they're from Minnesota. She says, it was pretty chilly on Monday and Tuesday, but we still had fun. We did the Segway tour on Tuesday morning, the 7.45 a.m. one, and were miserably cold, but riding the Segway was fantastic. On Friday, my mom went to get a Dole Whip, and when she came back, she had told us that a man in line in front of her ordered and paid for her Dole Whip. He had turned around with the two Dole Whips in hand and handed one to her. He said he had bought it in honor of his friend Bob, who had passed away in May, and who had loved these tasty treats, because <laughs> she says things. He would have wanted her to enjoy it as much as he did, and... Kim writes that she was so bummed that she did not get to meet this person because she knew it was a fellow podcast listener and thought we might enjoy the story as much as she did. Oh, I thought nice. that was really cool that it had to happen randomly. You know, who knows who this person was? You know, it right. happened to her mom who's like, who's Bob? Probably <laughs> you know? She probably wasn't wearing anything that was Diz-related. So right, she wasn't exactly. inspired, wasn't uh, triggered but in any way. I thought that was a great email that she had sent me. We had been com- communicating back and forth about her trip. And um, thank you, Kim, for the email. I think we should make this a bigger movement. I think we should do this at, like, car dealerships. <laughs> Buy a car for the person behind you. <laughs> While we're all sitting here, do you you all know how this would tickle Bob to find out that someone did this in his name? Yeah. He would think that was the best thing in the oh, world. Yeah. That and the Blue Angels, we would have made his week. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Thank you, Julie. I'm going to read another one. This one is from Stuart in Howell, New Jersey. I'm a loyal listener of the podcast and wish Pete all the best. I'm writing because my wife and I share a dream of someday semi-retiring close to Disney World. When the time comes, we would prefer to live in an adult community, 
but we can't seem to locate any in the surrounding area. Are there any, and where are the best places for middle-class senior citizens to live? Uh, keep up the good work. Doesn't he mention something about a trailer park? I want to skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to offend anybody who lives I in a trailer. I just thought it was funny. All right, I'll read that. I one. grew up in a trailer. I'm not offended. <laughs> if the economy continues continues going down the tubes, you may want to include trailer parks in your response. Just kidding. The reason why I wanted to not include that is because some of the senior communities are trailer parks. Right. And not, yeah, they're true. manufactured homes, Manufa- but they're not on wheels. Right. They're manufactured they're homes. They're actually on a foundation. Right. And the, the biggest uh, adult community, 55 and over community, is actually called the Villages. Um, and when you think of an adult community, you usually probably think of a couple houses, 20 or 30 houses. This place is gigantic. It's a Sarah l- Palin and all of the... Um, the people running, I can't, I'm stuck they, here. They have like a, a big rally They have or rallies there. at the villages. That's mm-hmm. how big this is. I We're mean, talking about a giant city that actually has subdivisions within it and there's shopping centers and all this stuff. And one of the things they do out there uh, that's become very popular is that the seniors have golf carts or electric cars rather than normal cars and they do things to them and they make them special. So look into the villages. However, if you're not so much set on a 55 and over community, you're going to find a lot of transplanted people to Orlando anywhere you go. And I don't know why you're you're saying you want to do an adult community. Maybe it's because you don't want the kids in there or not. But look at other areas as well. Don't just focus on those. I think you're going to find some great places to... There are a couple of the places you're describing west of Disney on Highway 27 and 192. I was just going to say that up on 27, up by where I live, there's several of them. And if you come down here, because my daughter did this to me because I wasn't at over 55 at the time, there's the real estate books have it. One side is for over 55 and the other side is for like younger people. So you can look in the real estate magazines down here but up on 27 there's several of them and they're very nice mm-hmm. communities there's also a nice sense of community in there mm-hmm. people tend to to be more friendly i don't want to live in one <laughs> 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 people try to talk to you basically the rules change from community to community but i don't i believe it's like someone can't stay more than six months or seven months if they are under 55. So you can have your kids come and stay with you and visit. The grandkids can come and stay and visit, but they just can't stay for any extended period of time. What was that movie with Cameron Diaz? Remember she went to live with her grandmother in the, the 55 and older community? Harry Potter? No. <laughs> Something about Mary? No, I don't know. I can't remember, but Spaceballs. anyway. <laughs> but I know Corey and I have been to visit people that we know that live in a community like that. And when they see younger people out and about, the older people, they kind of eyeball you like, what yeah. are they doing here? I don't have a skateboard with you. <laughs> <laughs> Touch their purses a little tighter. <laughs> the the only other Cameron DS movie I can think of is Charlie's Angels. I'm done. <laughs> Tony Collette was in it, too. And I would that say, helps. too, do you necessarily need to be in one of those kind of communities? Because I think down here, I mean, the big joke is the first thing everybody asks is, are you really from Florida? Right. Maybe they want the amenities. Like, you know, there's always a pool and a community center where you can hold events. There may be a shopping center, which Bingo, we wouldn't right? have to go. <laughs> Bingo hall. Canasta. Still waters Shop run deep. They really do. <laughs> 
pretty quiet and scares you. <laughs> a lot of the over 55 communities do have more of a sense of community. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when there are younger people than 55 in there, they have kids and jobs. And it's just that there's not as much sense of community or much community action. So pachanga. <laughs> I think they also share drugs, don't they? <laughs> they give each other their prescriptions and stuff. <laughs> but they're never going to listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Should or be. else they're really going to enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Very good. Let's move on to... We have one more uh, voicemail we're going to play, and this one is actually a review. Kristen has called in and given us a review of the Dolphins in depth. And uh, let's give a listen and see what she has to say about it. Hello, gang. This is Kristen Turner from St. Justin, Missouri. And I was just calling to give you a review of the Dolphins in depth experience at at Epcot that my husband and I did a couple of weeks ago for our Disney moon. I have always wanted to swim with dolphins and was thrilled when I heard about this. Let me preface this by saying that you don't actually swim with dolphins. It is more like standing in waist-deep water with them, but it was still awesome. Okay. First of all, I was told on the phone when I booked my reservation that I needed to be there by 9.15, and the experience started at 9.30. So my husband and I get there at about 9 o'clock and was told that it didn't start until 9.45. By the way, you check in um, over at guest services at Epcot. Um, We had a lot of time to waste, so we just kind of went into the park and got a fast pass and came back out. Um, the cast members of the tour told us that they do not really have to do a lot of advertising. Actually, they don't do much at all. They just give out a t-shirt at the end, and that's pretty much the only advertising they do. It is on the Disney World website, and it's in the Burn Bobs, or Burn, however you say it. Did you give her a tutorial on this one too, Will? No, 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 What's no. With that? Come on. <laughs> Why does it keep going up like that? It's that's her breathing into the crappy microphone. <laughs> oh man, she's got a crappy microphone. Sorry, I don't really. Kristen was allowed to breathe. <laughs> I didn't know that. Sorry, Kristen. Let's continue with her review. That the official guide. But that's really all they do. Um, they said the reason they do that is because only eight people get to go a day, and that's five days a week, and they are always sold up every day. So they don't really need to do advertising, but. Um, it's always filled up all the time, and they don't have. To, and they, if they think they think if they advertise, they'd have to turn away a lot of people. It's kind of like a best kept secret because I've been five times and hadn't heard of it at all. So I think it's kind of good that we're talking about it. Um, we were there with two other couples. One was a honeymoon couple, well, and the other was a mother and son. Um, the kids have to be 13 in order to go on the tour. We did get to see a lot of the behind the scenes at Epcot, so I can understand why it was that way. Um, the tour is three hours, and it flies by. The first thing we had to do was remo- remove all of our jewelry and anything that could get loose and fall of our bodies into the aquarium. They give you a locker to store everything, so you don't have to worry about it, get it stolen, stolen. They even um, gave us biodegradable, like, disposable hair ties, because I had an irregular hair tie. So they gave me one that would, like, dissolve in water. This is to help with the dolphins, keep the dolphins safe, and it's also... Because if you drop it, you'll never see it again. Because it's like 20 million gallons of water. They talked to us about how they clean the water. That was really interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff about the living seas that we learned. Anatomy lesson of the dolphins, where you learn about how they swim, breathe, and hear. They also teach you what is appropriate to touch the animals. They talk about the specific dolphins that they have there. 
They're all four males. They're pretty young. There's actually one that's older that's been there for. They have good touch and bad touch with the dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> good. Four or five years, but they have um, some young and old ones. Uh, they talked about how they train the animals. We got a front, a, one of the front row seats, the dolphin training. Um, they emphasize big that it's more of a research facility than a breeding facility. That's why they only have males. If they had females, it would complicate things. Um, they said that the tours, such as the one we were doing, is simulating for the animal, a, simulating for the animals, and it actually helps a lot with the research. So that was good to know. Um, after we watched the uh, the interaction and the research or whatever, it was time to actually interact with the dolphins. We went back into the locker room and got into wetsuits. Um, those were very uncomfortable. I've never wore one before, and I was just, like, stiff as a board. They said they have them that go up to 3X, if you're worried about that. Uh, the actual interaction experience only lasted about 30 minutes, but it was still awesome. We got into the water, and it was not cold. I was worried about it being freezing, but it was not cold. We were separated in two groups, two groups of four. We each had our own trainer and our own dolphin. and got to touch and rub the dolphin, give them their own commands so they could do a trick, take a picture with them. You can either choose to take a picture separately or with your partner. You get two pictures either way. It was very cool. We really, really enjoyed it. At the end, you go over a little bit more of um, wildlife or dolphin safety and how you're not supposed to ever feed, touch, or anything, or do anything to a dolphin or any other mammals in the wild. Um, they give you a T-shirt, a picture that they took, a wildlife conservation pin. All the money that you pay to do the experience goes to the conservation department. They also give you a certificate congratulating you on your experience. Um, absolutely loved this experience and thought it was definitely worth the money. For me, it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime type things that I've always wanted to do. So I would definitely recommend it to everyone. Very cool. Kristen, thank you very much for calling in and letting us know about, letting us know about that. We get a lot of questions about that from our listeners. People want to know about doing it. Um, it's not something that appeals to me, but if that's something you think is cool... The word wetsuit did you in, didn't it? <laughs> I, I like how she said oh, it went all the way up to 3X. <laughs> did she say how much it was? I didn't catch it. No, she oh, did not. We have it on the website. If you look it up on wdwinfo.com, you'll be able to find current pricing on it. It does sound interesting, but after, I mean, we did Discovery Cove where you actually get to swim with the dolphin, you get mm, to ride on the dolphin. Yeah. You know, this doesn't sound as much fun to me, but I'm sure it is. Yeah. But having done that, for me, it might be like, eh, cheaper waist deep and get to pet him. Okay. <laughs> Much cheaper option also, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a car and you have to stay on Disney property and this is what you want to do, I think it sounds like it'd be something that people might be interested in. Um, Kristen, because you called us in and gave us a great review, we're going to let you pick a number. Um, you contact them or they contact you? I'll contact her, but if she gets overly excited, shoot me an email. <laughs> <laughs> she gets overly excited. <laughs> So people do. They're like, oh, my God, I get to pick a number, and they'll send it. But I do normally contact them. <laughs> she might pet a little bit. <laughs> she contact you. And we're just messing with you about the microphone. You sound great. Hey, the last person we tooled. Got a cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cruise, so yeah. Um, and that's going to do it for our email edition for this week. We thank you all for listening. Again, I want to remind you that um, – 
If you want to send us an email, you send it to podcast at wdwinfo.com. If you'd like to call in and leave a voicemail, you can do that toll-free, 1-877-310-9662. If you'd like to record something the way Christian did, Kristen did, and send that via email, again, podcast at wdwinfo.com. We are looking for your uh, emails and your voicemails. We're kind of getting low, people, so we really want you to... Send us what you have. That's why our show's a little short this week. Um, so please send us what you can. And the more unique, the more different, the better. So, again, thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Diz Unplugged.